that's why I'm kind of posting out for inspiration, quotes, like things that make me happy rather than just continuous pictures of my face because it's the very yeah. same every day. So no one needs to see it every day. I'm really trying to approach Instagram as more of an artistic outlet rather than this constant interactive social media platform. Welcome to Girls With Goals. I'm Neve Marr. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are in ooh, week eight, week nine. It could be week nine now. It's an interesting time, so I'm not entirely sure. But the sun is shining and let's just get on with things, shall we? On the show today, I will be speaking to Anita Murray. She is with the Irish Spa Association a little bit later on. So they're basically leading the way back from COVID-19 closures with the publication of some new free guidelines for the sector. Sounds fantastic. Sounds obviously very positive. But according to them, they're going to need urgent support from the government in order to make sure that business has continuity. So we're going to talk to Anita a little bit later on. But first, Neve Webb O'Rourke is a fashion blogger from Limerick. She's been doing some incredible makeup tutorials while she's been on lockdown. We worked together actually a while ago and she was such a joy to meet in person. So I absolutely had to get her on. We discussed everything from Adele to acne. So take a listen. Neve. How are you? I'm good. How are you keeping? I'm good. It's so funny. I haven't seen you aside from social media, obviously, since the time that we were oversharing about our sexual escapades to a group of university students. Yes, that was very good. Um, It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. It's been a while. How have you been keeping in lockdown? Madness. Um, Honestly... I think I'm like, you have one good day and about three crap days. Um, but I, to be honest, I am doing, I'm doing fine. I was kind of an introvert anyway. So this is just it on a new level for me, really. Yeah. And like, presumably you, you're not, you're not working, you're working from home and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like how has your job been affected? Um, th- thankfully, my own job hasn't really been affected because I worked from home anyway, but I suppose it's more my mentality from it has been affected because when five o'clock came, I was out of my house. I was out doing things because I spent all day at home, whereas now I'm just at home. There is no escape from home, you know, so um, yeah. I'm still working like I'm very lucky that way that I am still working. That's good. That's yeah. good. I saw that you dyed your hair pink the other day. We've gotten, I <laughs> we've gotten to that stage. Yeah, yeah. My roots now are a bit scandalous because I was supposed to be going to LA, obviously, for Coachella. And um, oh, yeah, I know my last, uh, all my appointments were made for like the first week of isolation. So I had been letting my roots grow out. So I was always already scandalous before isolation. And then it took all my appointments away from me. So it's just... um like nine extra long weeks of bad roots. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's actually, it's an interesting thing though, what's happened because Mm. even though like you say the word scandalous and stuff, I think it's nice how it's kind of letting everybody let go a little bit to all of the things that we probably would have been so hung up on before, like my roots and just mad, like not really, I haven't really had foundation because it ran out and I just haven't gone and, and gotten it. So it's definitely kind of, changing our perception of everything and I don't think that's going to be a bad thing because the world doesn't end if our roots grow out a little bit you know 
Yeah, do you know what? And I think it, I know I say it's scandalous, but I think in a way as well, I'm like, I doesn't, it doesn't change me. Like if my hair is not done, you know what I mean? If anything, I'm actually kind of liking my hair a little bit better. So my, this might actually be a benefit to me. But um, yeah, I think it puts an awful lot of things into perspective. Um, do you know about the materialistic things that we, oh, I couldn't do without my nails. At this moment in time, I'm missing a nail. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, everybody's pockets are a little bit heavier as well because we're not spending money on on all of those treatments and stuff like that. Actually, funnily, I'm going to be talking to somebody from the Irish spa and salon association later on the show as well about like the reopening of everything because they've got they've got a plan in place now about that. Um, But yeah, just like it puts everything into perspective, but it also kind of shows you know what is important and stuff but I suppose like from your point of view you're you know a fashion blogger and and I've been I follow I follow a lot of bloggers and I was speaking to Louise Cooney there kind of when this all kicked off and she was saying things uh that made a lot of sense she was saying stuff like you know you have to be a little bit more sensitive about the content that you post because of the situation that so many people are in like do you find that because obviously like fashion and style is is a massive love for you and you're you're on Instagram that's kind of the style aesthetic of everything that you post but has that been something you've been thinking about a little bit since corona or um yeah it has been I suppose a little bit because like everyone else like we're all being a little bit cautious um I think for me it's been more of I'm from a person's uh, I can't even talk personal opinion I would be very much into rewearing my clothes anyway um but I think now more than ever it's it's a great opportunity to show people you don't have to be buying new things every week we're not going anywhere so who cares if we're wearing the same thing I'm pretty sure I've worn like four outfits over quarantine every four days you know four tracksuits and that's what gets worn and I think that's what I've been more cautious of I'm just um I'm like it's not stopped my spending like I am a shopaholic I'm not going to deny it but um I think I'm just being a bit more cautious as to what I'm putting up yeah definitely I feel like I'm kind of the same and it's so funny how like pre-coronavirus and pre-lockdown and stuff like that I would you know be going to work every single day and like realistically I would have different outfits yeah every every single day and now honestly it is getting to the point where my partner will kind of say like you should probably wash those pants you know yeah. like tra- trousers I mean trousers but he's just yeah. like you know we might we might just put a wash on because it's been yeah. five days but also it you know like the clothes aren't dirty after no. a day or two so yeah. it's just like a whole new mindset yeah I think I think we're all going to come out of this I know we give out about it and there's nothing more I'd love than a Chinese takeaway because I don't live near a Chinese but I think we're all going to come out of this a lot better than I think than before we were, went into this I think we unknowns to ourselves based a lot of things on greed and materialistic items and I do think a lot of us will have realized after this that there's so much more things important more important like I'd love to see my friends more than I'd love to go to Zara you know or I have one of my best friends had a baby just before isolation and just seeing photos of her every day and seeing how fast she's grown up in the eight nine weeks I'd much before much I'd be much happier seeing her than I would be to a race and to a night out or to buy a new thing from Zara you know I think I think a lot of us are going to like be more mindful as to what we want, what's important to us after this. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, just for the record, I do wash my clothes. Just, you know, <laughs> not as... I was just thinking there, I was like, hmm, people are going to be uh, questioning that. I also haven't washed my hair. I also haven't washed my hair in days, like, and I don't oh, even care. Like, bit of, bit of dry shampoo. Yeah. I think all our hairs, are, even though we're giving out about them, I think they're going to be so healthy and luscious after all this. I've never used so many hair masks in my life. Uh, this hair has not seen a straightener or a hair tongs or anything like that. It's oh natural, bit of dry yeah. shampoo to cover yeah. the roots. Sorted. Oh, That's what's happening. Yeah. I'm loving it. Um, I want to ask about, because everybody that I'm talking to, I, I love hearing about people's routines like day-to-day routines of lockdown just because I feel like for the first few weeks it it actually it's so funny it comes in waves for me so like one week I'll be having I'll feel great I'll feel really positive I'll feel really energized I'll go for like a lot of runs and then another week I will just not do a thing and it you know obviously there's a lot of people talking about how it's important to not you know, put pressure on ourselves and just like, if you're having a bad day, that's fine. But I do like hearing about what other people are doing in terms of routine. And are you a routine focused person generally or no? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Generally, I like to be like, I work for obviously my father and he would give out to me that I'm too structured. Like I do everything at time and every place has to be somewhere. Um, Whereas now that's kind of gone out the window, you know, I've just I'm at the stage now I barely wear a watch I actually put on my watch today for the first time just for the outfit um and I literally was like I don't even know what time it is after the time because I'm just kind of going with what my body wants I'll go to sleep when I'm ready to go to sleep and I kind of get up when I'm ready to get up I know that's awful but I set an alarm for about eight o'clock and I get up at about half nine when my body wants and is that is that does it feel refreshing to you to kind of be pulling away from that structure that you're used to or does it feel a bit like a warped universe? It's a little bit of both. Um, I am looking forward to going back to structure because I don't like not having structure, but I also enjoying that I don't have to be places at a certain time or it doesn't matter if I'm not doing anything. I can literally sit down, watch TV and no one I've, I've nowhere to be, so I shouldn't feel guilty for it. I think I've watched like six seasons of the Kardashians in about a week. So I think that's the way I'm getting through this. Nice. Why not? Did you see that the first uh, couple of seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians is going to be on Netflix? I know. I'm so happy. I'm I was so happy. Thrilled. Yeah. I'm so excited just to see... Kendall and Kylie as little like nine and ten year olds so funny how young they were when it started and none of us just we just didn't really the richest 21 year old in the world or billionaire yeah yeah but sure look that'll be a few years you know Uh, absolutely speaking of billionaires tell me about um how the blogging is going and how it's going on Instagram how has that all been going since I last saw you um, I think me personally, I've taken a different approach to Instagram. I was much more like, oh, you have to have so many followers. If you're not doing the new thing, you're not do- you're not kind of doing well, if that makes sense. I've taken more of an, like, an artistic approach towards Instagram because I find it is an inspirational platform. I do like to go on to there to be inspired rather than being fed things that I should be wearing or I should be doing or I should be watching. Um, so I think with Corona and with, 
um, isolation, I've really focused on that. So for me now, I'm kind of hoping I inspire people more. I'm hoping that people come to my page and they feel good. They don't feel like they have to have the new thing or anything. That's why I'm kind of posting out for inspiration, quotes, like things that make me happy rather than just continuous pictures of my face because it's the very yeah. same every day. So no one needs to see it every day. You know? um, so yeah, that's where I'm finding I'm I'm really trying to approach Instagram as more of an artistic outlet rather than this constant interactive social media platform. I mean, it's it's a really good point about how, you know, you, you want it to be a place where people go and then they feel good about themselves. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of people, and I've, I've read countless articles kind of over the years about people saying how Instagram is not a place where they go to and then feel good about themselves. It's yeah. mostly a place. Now I think it's changing slightly cause I think a yeah. lot more people are aware of it, but I think for a while there, it was a place where people were going and it was more so a feeling of, I'm never going to attain that and that's just out of my reach and I don't know why I'm watching this and like hate watching became a thing because you're looking at something but it's not actually sparking joy um, as Marie Kondo would say and I mean I think it's I think it's great that people are now acknowledging that and are kind of making that concerted effort to move in a different direction because like I was watching I was on your Instagram and you know the I think you put it up only like a couple of days ago but it's about four or five just stunning pink inspired pictures yeah. and it, it wasn't your face it wasn't fashion but it was just lovely and I was yeah. it was just a it was beautiful like it was artistic you know and I think that the more people that are in your kind of arena within Instagram who do that it's only going to be a positive thing. Yeah, I think the way I see it is I'm kind of seeing Instagram as Pinterest, if that makes sense. All of us go to Pinterest for inspiration. We go to for a motivational quote. We go for outfit inspiration if we're doing up a room at home. And I kind of want to bring that to my own Instagram. I want people to feel like when they come to my page, they're not going to have to buy the newest thing on ASOS. They're not going to feel like what they're doing isn't enough. Um, I want them to feel content in what they're doing and just appreciate what I'm putting up rather than feeling that they can't obtain it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. I mean, speaking of Instagram, we were going to, I want to talk about the the makeup tutorials that you've been oh, doing yeah. because they're so fun. And I love the little voiceovers that you've been doing as well with them. So we're going to get onto that. But yeah. I don't know if you were, I don't know if you've been watching the news over the last few days or pretty much everything, but Adele put up a picture oh on God, Instagram yeah. and like she basically broke the internet 100%. in the style of Kim Kardashian with the champagne picture yeah. a few years back. And I think it was her 32nd or 33rd birthday. Yeah. I can't remember which birthday it was but anyway like everybody lost their shit and there's been so much written about it and I guess I kind of like when it comes to the fact that it was posted on Instagram the fact that like you were just talking there about how you're moving in a different direction with it I mean what was your initial reaction when you saw that picture of Adele because we can't deny that she looks like very different to the way that she used to look but what was the initial first thing that you thought I actually thought was a bit blurry and I wasn't that blown away by the picture but I mean what did you think when you saw it first first one I didn't actually realize it was her that's I know that's desperate I kind of had to double check and I actually went on to her her own Instagram page just to make sure it was actually her um I did look personally I was like geez she looks phenomenal like do you know but Mm -hmm. I think my point of view is people need to remember she's still the same Adele that she was before she lost weight. 
it's just her outer appearance is different and I suppose it's just putting more emphasis obviously it's not what she expected but I think the news outlets they're constantly sharing going oh my gosh she looks amazing now it's kind of making her seem like before she lost this weight she wasn't as amazing as she actually is it's like people are only remembering her for this dramatic weight loss rather than the actual talent that she is and I think it's just a mindset I've trained myself a little bit to um view something by rather than normally Mm. with six seven months ago I'd be like oh how come I can't lose weight like that or do you know things like that whereas at the end of the day she's an incredible artist she's an incredible performer she just looks a bit different on the outside and I think that's what people need to remember Definitely. I think like I'm always really cautious about kind of approaching subjects like this because I understand that it's very triggering for a lot of different people. Yeah. And that's really dangerous if it's triggering for, say, a young girl or anything like that who's looking at something and believing that the the value of this person is greater just because she's lost weight. That's that's a terrifyingly dangerous area to go into. I do think that when Adele posted that picture, it was very much, you know, she didn't mention a thing about her weight. She was saying, she was actually thanking the frontline workers and she was actually saying, I hope everybody is safe and and healthy and happy and stuff like that. And, you know, we covered it on site and like we wrote a piece and we were very sensitive to, to make sure that we weren't like, look, yeah, yeah, we were like, look at the, we definitely weren't going down their approach of like, look at the weight loss at all. We, we covered the story because it was an entertainment news story. Adele posts things very rarely and when she does it is that kind of like whoa it's that spark it's that fire but I I, but I feel that so much of the coverage that's happened is almost going against what Adele was doing herself by actually not making it about her body and not making it about her weight loss she she wasn't saying anything about that and I think sometimes we all have to take responsibility but sometimes we can make the dialogue a certain way. Do you know that kind of way? I don't even know if that makes sense. I 100% get you. I think even myself, my own group chat, my friends, it was the first thing put in, screenshot of it, and it was sent in. It was like, oh my God, look how great she looks. Not one person paid attention to what she was actually stating in her post. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a human. We all do it. It's the first thing we do. We're such visual people that we didn't even actually acknowledge one thing she said. We just said, oh my God, Adele you know this, this yeah. is the way she looks now but I think I do think it will ease down and people will like because she didn't she didn't come on and say wow look at me I've lost five or six stone she just no. literally put up a photograph and it's what we took from it like obviously she subconsciously I'm sure she knew it was going to have a massive reaction like reaction yeah phenomenal. but I think just people need to realize what her actual message that she was trying to get across mm. rather what's come across that makes exactly sense. and I think the important thing is is that whenever anybody is talking about yeah. it like including us kind of chatting about it here yeah. on a podcast and stuff just hammering home that fact that like Adele is the most one of the most talented people on the entire planet yeah. she was before she lost weight she still is now and it doesn't define who she is as a person whatsoever like I never thought of Adele before she lost weight as being an overweight singer. I thought of her as being the most talented singer on the planet. But at the same time, she obviously is healthy and happy. And she posted a picture where she probably thought she looked fire like we all do. And so she just went for it. It's her, it's her 
it's her page it's her body she can do what she likes with it so let her own it like let her post it it's just all, how we react to it is the only exactly thing can hold. yeah and that's the exact like perfect way to kind of end that point I think it's her body she can decide to comment on it or decide to yeah. post whatever she wants like so looked amazing as oh, well she as she as she always does yeah. though to be honest with you as she always does I mean it's like literally once every six months she posts on Instagram and I'm always so happy when she does the actual excitement that she posted that everyone this is it yeah that's exactly I was just like there she is let's go on and move on to some of the content that you've been posting so I love your makeup tutorials and I love that you've been saying um that you've been posting them because you know the the lockdown boredom is real is that where that came from like or tell me about um, the inspo behind them I like I'm a qualified makeup artist it's something I never really put up I worked with Mac for two years I worked as with Charlotte Tilbury for a year and a bit and um, so makeup is like one of my one true loves but I didn't know that you were a qualified makeup artist I remember when I met you I actually like ran out to the bathroom and like threw on a bit more makeup because I was <laughs> I was just like shook by how snatched your makeup was I was like oh, oh my god you. that looks stunning and I was like right I need to go and put a bit more makeup on to make myself look in any way good um but oh wow I didn't know that about you amazing yeah so makeup is like my one true love and I really I thoroughly enjoyed working for the brands um I really enjoyed it I enjoyed the social interaction I enjoyed making people feel a lot better about themselves just not by oh my god they have to wear makeup to feel better about themselves but it was amazing how one little thing could make someone just that little bit happier in their appearance or a bit more comfortable in their skin so I think that's the reason when I was in isolation it's something my parents are always on to me going you need to start doing your YouTube tutorials or Instagram tutorials so like there was no time like the present I was doing nothing else so I had no reason all along it was like I'm too busy with work or I'm going away with the girls I don't have time whereas I'm going nowhere I had absolutely no excuse but to sit down and record it yeah yeah no they were incredible and I the one that really kind of stuck out to me was um the one where you did the stunning red lip and also you were talking about the acne coverage on your face. So I didn't know that you suffered from like that when I met you in real life. I mean, your skin and like right now, like your skin just looks completely flawless. I'm Um, pro at covering it, I think. literally (laughs) a pro at covering it. Like I'm very lucky. It's not severe. It's not as bad as it could be. Um, But like that, my years in working within makeup, I've just... It, I don't even take much notice of it it's not something like I it's not I wouldn't stop I wouldn't be afraid to go outside and not wear makeup I'm I have spots I have acne spots it's not the end of the, wor- the world like they don't make any difference to who I am so it wouldn't stop me um, not going out like going out without makeup but I think obviously working in these brands I had to show how I could cover these and give you that flawless complexion so that's why I just said look I'd let myself be a little bit more vulnerable in the video and like and my skin was having quite a bad flare-up at the time Um, and just shows you like how a few steps can make you feel that little bit better and the amount of messages from girls I got going oh my god like would never have expected it I'm like it's just one or two different little things you can do to make yourself feel a little bit better so That's why I just said I would post it, really. Yeah. Well, I have to say I was completely riveted by it. And there was one product that you used that kind of jumped out to me. And it was because I'm so excited about this. So (laughs) um, Glossier, 
Yeah. I have never used a Glossier product and yeah. only, well, it's probably about two and a half weeks ago and I still haven't got it yet. Cause They're obviously so you can only, so slow. You can only order Glossier from the Glossier store. So yeah. I haven't, none of it's arrived yet. And I'm so excited. It's become, yeah. it's become like a joke in the apartment here that every single day I just asked Dan if he's going to go down and look in the post box and yeah. he's a, He's literally fit to throw me in the Liffy now at this point. But I noticed that you were using their primer. Was that right? Which yeah, product were you using? Yeah, moisturizer. My blind just went straight up in case you're wondering why it's <laughs> brighter all of a sudden. Um, it's actually much better. I should have had it like this all along. Um, nice. Just in time for skin chat. <laughs> just in time. Yeah, the priming moisturizer. I bought it maybe two years ago, maybe a year and a half, when it just became available on, online in Ireland to order. Um, I said I would try it because I thought it'd be like the safest product. You'd always use a moisturizer anyway. You'd throw it on. Um, but I can't I can't do my makeup without it. Like really? I actually even know what it does to my skin. But I'm just obsessed with it. It's so lightweight. It's so nice. Your skin just feels so hydrated from it. Like, I don't think I could ever live without it. And see, the thing that I'm nervous about when it comes to these products in particular is they, I've watched a good few kind of YouTube because I'm so excited to get them that yeah. I've just been watching YouTube tutorials about people using like a full face of Glossier makeup and stuff. Yeah. That's that's what my lockdown is turning me into. Like, I'm literally cannot wait for these. I only think, I, I think I only bought like five products as well, but I was just like. They're so beautifully packaged, even though you'll actually stare at them. I'm so excited. I don't even want to use them. But the yeah. thing is, is that the, what I find funny about the Glossier kind of thing is that it's it's pretty much like no makeup makeup. And it's yeah. meant to be like you, but better, like your skin, but a better version of it, essentially. And yeah. I'm just like, right, I'm I'm 33 years of age. Uh, I don't know when my skin was at the absolute best, but <laughs> the Glossier girls are usually like these 18 year old models who like put on a tiny bit of that and then that's it I mean like obviously that's not what the majority of people are doing yeah. with their face so is it very minimal their products or like um their foundation or a skin tint um is quite light I've I've kind of over the last year and a half I've probably bought the whole thing um, really just, just to justify you know try it out for myself um the skin tint is quite light like I can understand I can kind of feel like on cheek I have nothing on my face um, mm. so I think you need to find your happy medium there is a lot of the products I love um, but I just mix them in because I am a full coverage girl and I don't think I can not wear full coverage foundation as much as I would try but they are very adaptable products so you can use them with products you already love and get that yeah. kind of happy medium I don't think you have to be this like newborn baby fresh skin at all you know I think literally like straight out the womb like oh 100% no I think you can mix and match them I know yeah like I mean it is it is quite funny to look I I, I like the aesthetic and I like the concept behind the brand like I yeah. love the idea of it being very much a just kind of flick and go and like I mean I think it gives across a good message of well you don't have to completely cover your own face yeah and that's I think that's a nice kind of thing for, well, people like me who are not very good at makeup yeah. and I've never really been able to master that kind of Instagram kind of makeup that was really on trend for a while. Yeah. But uh, I'll let you know in like four yeah, weeks do. when it Please arrives. Do. I would love to know. But I do, th I do think even though not a lot of people like that kind of look of makeup, I do think those breaking down the barrier a little bit that girls aren't feeling like you have to be caked in makeup. 
that you yeah. can still look like yourself. Because I think for a few years there, we went through this trend of wearing so much makeup, you did not even look like yourself. Yeah. Whereas I think now we're kind of somewhere in the middle. You you have those girls that wear barely anything and they look phenomenal, but you have like us that still wear a lot of makeup. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. do you and I mean, I think as well as you get a little bit older and when you have a little bit more mature skin, like when you're in your 30s, uh, um, it is it is a case of like when you put more and more makeup on, it actually doesn't, it's not really doing you any favors. No. Like it, it does become a little bit more, less is more because, 100%. you know, it'll just... It will literally grab on to any experiences you've had on your face. I like that. And just sit in them. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm all about those nice experiences. They like to gather around my eyes. Um, but I like yeah, that. No, so I'm 25 this year and I did not take it well. Really? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm at the other side of it now. I thought up till now I had an excuse you know, if I live at home or whatever, whereas now people are like, oh, you're 25. So like, when are you settling down? And I'm like, sorry, I can't mind myself. Uh, no. no, absolutely not. Like I'm so, I literally, I put up on my Instagram there, I got a dressing table and it's the first oh, one that I've ever owned. Yeah. And I proper feel like a complete grown up just because my mom had a dressing table when she was younger. And like, I don't even have a huge amount of products or anything. I just like having a place to go and sit yeah. and I feeling feel and exactly. And also I don't have anywhere to go. So I'm actually not dressing up for anything. Do you know? Like, I mean, I tied my hair up for you, Neve. you know? Thanks. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> um, before I let you go... Yes. I suppose I kind of want to ask, like, how do you feel about what's going to happen for you after post COVID-19? Like when the doors are open and we're finally going to be able to get out there. Like we spoke a little bit about what you're doing with your own Instagram and stuff yeah. like that. And that sounds so positive. That sounds like it's such a lovely thing to hear somebody who has a voice on the platform talk about the fact that they're making that effort for it to be like a really inspirational place yeah. so is it going to be more of the same are we going to see a lot more makeup tutorials maybe or yes I'm actually doing one this weekend because I keep saying oh I'll do it next weekend and then I find another room to paint my house and um, <laughs> so this weekend I think I've everywhere done so I have no choice um yeah no I definitely think it's been a turning point for me personally um with social media and how I use it how I view it um and it's definitely something I'm going to continue I've just I feel like I'm much more interactive with my following like to me I was so numbers based all along whereas I think the more I've become myself the more followers I'm probably losing but I don't mind because the people that are there are the ones that I'm engaging with they appreciate what I'm putting up and to me, that's much more important than having 400,000 followers and not one of them actually knowing me because I don't put a lot of my own personal life up online. I like to keep that mm. separate. I still want people to feel like they have that personal connection with me on a social media platform. I want them to see me as like a friend more than just this girl that has a following. I got a lovely message um, last week from a girl that I actually vividly remember. I met her in Mulberry in Kildare Village one day. I was at my parents and she met me the other day just to say thanks so much. That, you know, she said, you students like chatted away to me for ages, but that's the kind of barrier I want to break down. Like I don't see myself as like a person with following because at the end of the day they're not like 30,000 people actually in a row behind you following you around the place they're not you, physically following they're you they're not yeah. physically there they're literally through a 
screen. It's just a number and that number can change so fast and so easily. So I'd rather people remember me for me rather than like this persona online, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I mean, it's why I got in touch with you to kind of, you know, be involved in that event that we both worked at. It was so lovely to meet you in real life. And then, you know, as well, like kind of chatting to you today, it's it's like I follow you. And yeah, I mean, your Instagram, it literally does. It just sparks that little bit of joy. And that's why I got in touch with you as well, because I was like, what the hell is Neve doing? How the hell is Neve? Let's have a chat. She's doing nothing. <laughs> She's craving a Chinese. Someone just give me a Chinese. Oh, Neve, I have to tell you now, I'm going to order a takeout tonight. And I was planning on getting a burger. But now that you've said Chinese, I might have to get a Chinese. I'm sorry. Like three weeks. Like, I'm not joking. Like three, four weeks. My mainly, my main like source of like food Yum. Chinese. And like I live obviously out in the middle of nowhere like I live 40 minutes from Limerick City and my brother lives in Limerick City with his girlfriend in an apartment and my parents would be like oh the poor things are in an apartment and I'm literally looking at them to be like they can literally go to a different restaurant every night and get a takeaway I was like I, I have homemade dinner once more I'm going <laughs> to crack up I just yeah. went on the party It's funny, it's funny the different kind of little flaps that you have because like it is kind of one of those things where it's just like every few days I'll just be like I don't want to cook and I'm just so sick of buying groceries and cooking my own food. I just want to take away and I just don't want to even think about it and now I'm craving prawn crackers as well so I might have to. You have to. I get so glam to go into Super Value it's not even funny. (laughs) Like I take people in my local town are like, where is your one off to? I'm like, I <laughs> don't care. I've been going in with the hoops and the trainers and everything. I'm like, oh, I look fabulous. And my friend works in the Super Valley. She's like, where are you going today? Like, I, like Love us. Why not? It's the only kind of social interaction. Love it. Absolutely. Well, Neve, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Thank you so much for, no, thank you for taking the time. And yeah, I've learned so much as always. I love chatting to you. So if anybody wants to go and follow you, not in real life, but on your Instagram, (laughs) tell us what your handle is. So it's just my own name. It's Neve Webb O'Rourke. I'm very simple. Just my name. And you can find me there on Instagram. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Neve, and we will chat to you very soon. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Neve. That was Neve Webb O'Rourke there. An absolute pleasure to talk to her as always. I'm such a massive fan and uh, I do implore everybody to go and follow her on Instagram. She really does everything she was saying there. She really does post beautiful, beautiful pictures that just inspire me. And yeah, her makeup tutorials as well are are just uh, absolutely must watches in my opinion. Right. So my next guest, she is the co-founder of the Irish Spa Association. Her name is Anita Murray. They release, they are releasing rather a document this week about the reopening of the sector. So, I mean, obviously health and safety is crucial at the moment and that is the absolute most important thing when it comes to opening anything. Um, but I do think the wellness sector and spas and salons in Ireland, you know, they've they've taken a massive hit. And also they are the one thing that a lot of people, a lot of women are talking about really excitedly um, about when they get to go back. So uh, yeah, I wanted to catch up with Anita and just find out a little bit more about how the sector is going to look post-COVID. 
Anita Murray, co-founder of the Irish Spa Association. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I suppose I just wanted to get a little bit of insight into what way the sector is going to look after this pandemic. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, there's an estimated 4,000 spas and beauty salons in Ireland contributing to a sector generating in the region of 540 million per annum to the Irish economy. So it's really essential that we get this sector back on track. Um, you know, I suppose, how does it look post-COVID? Um, mm. You know, we are a sector that involves sitting with the client, holding the client's hand and, and gener- general physical contact. So, you know, the the inherent health risks mean that beauty spa and wellness operators are definitely preparing for a new normal um, mm-hmm. At the moment, um, a lot of salons and spas are taking undertaking risk assessment and training to prepare themselves for the new levels of sterilization and sanitization that will be required. Uh, they're reconfigurating their businesses to um, apply social distancing and to be able to be compliant with all of these these guidelines. Um, you know, for the the guest or the, the customer visiting the spa. Um, they can expect medical grade, um, you know, uh, me- me- linens and um, mm. a lot of PPE. The therapists will probably be uh, initially, if if they can't adhere to the the social distancing guidelines, uh, wearing masks. But I think that will become the new normal. And I think that you know, if we look to Asia, where they've been very successful in um, really kind of. Uh, reopening and, and countries like Taiwan, um, you know, it's part of their culture and it's sort of a respect that, you know, um, that, that you're, you're you're protecting the client's well-being and so on. So uh, that's probably a snippet of, of what you could expect. Yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, it's it's really interesting what you were saying there about the, the new normal and the provisions that are going to be put in place. Um, and I think it's important to kind of think of that from the client's perspective when it comes to, you know, salons and spas, because obviously I think coming out of a global pandemic like this, a lot of people are going to be very wary and cautious about, you know, I mean, like the Taoiseach himself has said that physical distancing is going to be something that's going to be in place. This this isn't going to change straight away, but I suppose it's about reassuring the client that, you know, uh, health and safety is going to be at the absolute forefront for these businesses when they come back. Absolutely. The document that the Irish Spa Association has produced is fantastic. There's so much detail in it. And particularly that point you mentioned that, you know, we're in the background working hard to prepare the spas and the salons to reopen but the consumer is going to arrive and not expect this so some of our modules includes guidance and and uh, you know training in being able to um have that conversation with the client and just carefully maintaining the the hospitality and the the um you know the very caring nature of what we do we, we don't want to be become hospitals either we still want mm. to to offer that sense of being so um you know we, yeah. we definitely have to consider all angles that's it because i mean i suppose such a a, a focal point of going you know and visiting a, a spa or or visiting you know a place like that is about the stress relief of it and it is about wellness and kind of you know trying to relieve the pressures of life i mean it's it's something that 
people talk about and post about when they go when they go to a spa because it really is that kind of escape from reality. Um, I suppose I wanted to ask a little bit about you know, the the challenges in terms of from a business perspective. So, of course, you know, all of businesses have been shut down or sorry, most of them within this sector anyway. Um, I mean, what about financial support? I know that uh, you guys said that you have written to, to Minister Heather Humphreys about a few different supports that you will definitely need moving forward in order to make sure that the, the that the entire sector is able to get up and running again. Can you kind of talk us through some of those? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's all well and good that we can produce this incredible document and this this roadmap. But the 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 key thing here is that you know, th- this is not going to be, uh, you know, a, a quick fix for today or mm. tomorrow. We have to be thinking long term and, um, you know, the, the businesses will need liquidity term, you know, possibly for up to two years. And, um, you know, if, if you uh, look at the occupancy of uh, a spa, you know, and if you have to implement social distancing, your occupancy is going to be down enormously. You know, so the the, the same um, applies then with with your overhead. So we've directed the Department of Social. We requested the government to direct the Department of Social Protection to have the rate of employers PRSI contributions. We're also requesting a reduction in the rate of VAT from 13.5% to 9%. Um, financial support, because we probably will be using more gloves and masks, and there will be um, you know, changes that will have to be made in investment to bring in um, you know, certain screens and, and certain um, uh, potentially even structural changes in, in businesses yeah. to ensure continuity. Um, and just funded grants to ensure the liquidity of companies um so we really we need the the support and um you know i think that there, our industry will play a vital role in the recovery yeah. process for irish people uh, and you know we, we definitely need a lot of support to to enable the the business continuity Definitely. I mean, I know that the actual reopening of of salons and spas is is planned for the fourth phase of the of the reopening, um, and that's July twentieth. And I suppose coming at this from the employees that are that are working in these spas and salons, uh, I know that the vast majority of them have signed on to the live register um, because of closures of businesses and stuff. And I think that, you know, I actually know a good few people who are working in that sector. And over the last few days, they've been hearing from, you know, their their managers and their the owners of the businesses kind of talking about uh, the reopening. And a lot of them are still quite concerned about how it's all going to go and, you know, concerned about the businesses specifically too. So what would you say to, to those employees who have lost their job in this, but who are obviously very keen to get back to work and, and who have been working in this industry and it's, and it's all they know too. Yeah. Um, I'm an employer myself. I employ over 30 staff. So I really feel, um, you know, a great sense of, of, um, sensitivity around this issue as well and I I understand that immensely I think that you know I would reassure the staff that the employer the the first and foremost here the most important thing is the the health and safety and well-being of the staff um, and ensuring that you know best practice and protocols and everything is in place to Mm. to maintain uh, business continuity and trading and I think that um, you know 
in terms of our industry, if people are worried, is it going to bounce back? Cantor Media did a um, a um, a survey. Um, and when consumers were asked what they were most looking forward to post-lockdown, whether it was travel, the movies, going to a bar, eating out, pampering topped the entire survey. Yeah. So, you know, the industry is not going anywhere. And I think that there there will be a boom. The priority is, um, you know, to assure the employees that the employers are working really hard in the background. And, you know, we're we're lobbying government. We're We're doing our best to put every practice in place to ensure that, that we open and it's it's going to be safe and that everyone will, will save the as many jobs as possibly we can with the help of the government. Yeah. Well it's incredible to see, you know, a document like that. And it's incredible to kind of finally be hearing about sectors that are gonna start the the reopening um process and really, really good points there as well for the employees of the sector to kind of, you know, keep faith and, and maintain hope that everything is going to go back to normal. I know um I know I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think that everybody is looking forward to life getting back to normal and I think a lot of people are going Going to be maintaining their own um, mental well-being a lot more after this and are, are going to be taking care of themselves in kind of a different way because of the amount of stress that something like this has caused. So uh, definitely, I think that it's going to pick up and it's it's really nice to hear from you. And thank you so much for for sharing everything. It's been great to, to hear about it. It's always nice to hear positive news about things that are hopefully going to be coming down the line shortly. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. That's it. Thank you so much to Anita Murray of the Irish Spa Association and of course to Neve Webb O'Rourke. I am her number one fan, as I keep saying. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. I hope you have a lovely week and we will chat to you next week. Bye.